Welcome to the Neighborhood Church Podcast. We are so thankful that you are listening in. The Neighborhood Church is all about helping people find and follow Jesus. We hope that through these podcasts you are encouraged, that you're inspired, and that you're provided with practical wisdom on how to find and follow Jesus. We hope that you enjoy today's podcast. morning we're continuing in the series 2020 vision with message two uh, last week we talked about our personal vision and making sure all of us see clearly and one of the things we talked about was the nuns and the duns and how that about 70 percent of canadians fall into the category of being either nuns or duns they have none no Uh, next to no understanding of God, the church, God's ways, who Jesus is. Uh, They they just haven't been raised in a home where grace was said that sent them to Sunday school, where Bibles were opened. Uh, There is no understanding of Christ and his ways. And then there's a big chunk of Canadians. There's actually more duns than nuns who are just done with church because the church has not lived up to what it's built to be as a place where you can be safe and loved and forgiven and grace applied. And so uh, this morning we're going to talk a little bit about what we're going to do as a church for the nuns and duns. It was the spring of 2018. I was, as my custom is, Uh, walking around some of the pathways of North Saskatoon. And uh, just after supper, which I don't do that often, but after supper I went for a walk and uh, was saying, Oh Lord, what, what do you want us to be at the neighborhood? What's the calling? What's the passion you want our church to be marked by? And the phrase began to resonate in my heart. We need to be a church that's helping people find and follow Jesus. And it's really not more complicated than that. The call of God upon the church is never to become some ingrown group of people who try to put on really good potlucks. Our job is to help people find and follow Jesus. So that became our our mission statement uh, as a church. And I thought that's a really good mission statement. I like it. Helping people find and follow Jesus. So go forward now to spring of 2019. I was the district superintendent Uh, Earlier in the year, one of our executive officers said, we've got a lot of churches in our province that are really struggling, really having problems, uh, aren't really making a difference. We need to go into these churches and really help them with some discovery weekends. And then he said, but I'm having trouble finding a pastor who will be the guinea pig and will say yes to letting it happen. And I thought and I said, uh, we can do that at the neighborhood. I can do that. 
So we became the district guinea pig for a discovery weekend. And five leaders from Alberta and Saskatchewan came into our church for four days and met with Pastor Don and I and met with the board and met with a bunch of other uh, groups of people and just drilled us and grilled us about what kind of a church this was going to be and should be. They met with me before it all started. They met with Don and I, me three, Don and I three times, me four times. And the first time we were together, they asked me the question, what is the mission of your church? And I said, our mission is helping people find and follow Jesus. And I was kind of proud of that. Thought that's a pretty good mission. And I was even prouder when they liked it. Good mission, Pastor. Helping people find and follow Jesus. Church is about going and preaching the gospel and making disciples. And then uh, they said, a follow-up question, and how are you doing that? And I mumbled a very spiritual-sounding answer that they didn't think was good enough. Four times over the weekend, they came back to me and they said, so what's your church doing to help people find and follow Jesus? And every time they asked it, they pushed me harder and they dug harder and uh, I mumbled something about Alpha and sending people to, uh, giving people an opportunity to, to be discipled and counseled. And he says, he says, you don't really have a good plan, do you, Pastor John? <laughs> and in honest reflection, I think the answer is, we, we need a clearer plan, and if the leader's not clear, how in the world can the church be clear? So we've spent the last uh, six months trying to bring clarity to our vision. So guests, I apologize. Uh, this morning, I hope we don't bore you to death here. Uh, come back a few times in a row, and at some point you'll discover we really love the Bible here and really dig in, but uh, this morning's pretty practical stuff. So, how do we help people uh, come in to, to the church? So we've designed a missional process, and it's got three steps, and this morning and next week I'm going to share the three steps. Today, I know I'm not even going to get the first step completely done, but we're going to introduce it. We need to really get good at inviting people to come in. We need to get really, really good at that. And friends, uh, this is really, really important. And here's why it's weighing on my heart, especially heavily. Don and I had the privilege of coming to Saskatoon and beginning to lead this good, good, good church in 2002. In 2002, the average 
weekly attendance for the year was 157. So 2002, average weekly attendance, 157. By 2007, the average weekly attendance was 263. By 2012, the average weekly attendance was 373. So you've got these nice chunks of very measurable, significant growth. 2016, our average weekly attendance was 532. 98% of churches in Canada have less than 500 in their church on the weekend. They look at that number and they say, wow, you guys should be excited. You should just be dancing on the clouds. God's been good to you. Well, 2016 average attendance of 532 weekly attendance. 2017 average attendance of 528. 2018 average attendance of 537. 2019 average attendance of 522. So four years we've been stuck in 520 and 530. And so some say, well, don't worry about it. We're bigger than 98% of churches. Be happy, pastor. But church is not about us. And the church is never meant to be about us. The church is always supposed to be passionate about people who don't know Jesus yet. The church has to exist to help people find and follow Jesus. So we can't sit back and say, wow, averaging over 500 every year for four years in a row. Isn't that good? Well, it is good, but it's not good enough because there are still people in our city and there are still people in our area that we're responsible for uh, that need Jesus. So how are we going to tackle making sure that people are still coming, coming in to Jesus? What, what's the game plan? Well, the first thing we have to really begin to work hard at is building an invitational culture. We need to develop an invitational culture. I had the privilege of having breakfast with the pastor of what uh, is the fastest growing church in the Pentecostal Assemblies of Canada and maybe the fastest growing church in Canada. Uh, when he went to pastor there about 30 years ago, they were averaging uh, a little under 200 a weekend and now they're averaging 3,500. And I said to Gary, how did you pull that off? And he said, we got our people really excited and committed to inviting people to church. Would you like to come to church with me? We have to develop an invitational culture. I uh, was saddened this week and 
this may be news to you as well to lose one of our longest standing members. He got a promotion to heaven early Thursday morning, uh, Cliff Kurtz. And so our heart goes out to, uh, to Lynn at, at this time of, of loss. There'll be a memorial service in memory of Cliff at one o'clock this Friday afternoon here in this sanctuary. Don and I went over to visit Lynn on Thursday afternoon and were visiting and talking and in the course of the conversation I said to Lynn, tell me again how you came to know Jesus. And she talked about how uh, she and Cliff were living in uh, Regina on Royal Street and they had three kids and uh, an opportunity came up for Cliff to work in Edmonton, and they moved to Edmonton. And when she got to Edmonton, she started to watch a lot of 100 Huntley Street, and It's a New Day, and 700 Club, and, and the Holy Spirit began to make her realize there was something more than she had, and she wanted more. And, she talked about living not too terribly far away from a Baptist church, and she'd walk by the Baptist church and says, I, I should go in there and figure out what's going on there. And she kept walking and walking with her kids, and she'd go by the Baptist church, and she'd say, I think I should go in there. But she never went in there. And then one day she was talking to her neighbor, next-door neighbor, an elderly lady, and this elderly lady said to her, why don't you come to church with me? And Lynn went to a wacky, crazy Pentecostal church and couldn't figure out what was going on, but the Spirit of God was speaking to her. She was always saying no to him at the altar call time, but... One Sunday, or no, it was a midweek night, she went to a service and still not a Christian and the Spirit of God came over. She still wouldn't come to the front because she was afraid she'd look silly crying. And on the ride home with her neighbor, she said, I really wanted to go forward and her neighbor led her to the Lord. And Lynn came to Jesus because a friend just said, why don't you come to church with me? We need to build an invitational culture. You see, people don't show up unless you invite them. So we need to build an invitational culture. And then when they get here, the second thing we need to do is we need to provide an exceptionally warm welcome. We need to provide an exceptionally warm welcome. Lynn phoned me uh, Tuesday evening about quarter after 11. For some reason, I was still awake. I was reading. I am hardly ever awake at quarter after 11. But Tuesday night, I was awake. The phone rang. 
And Lynn introduced herself and said, the doctor just called me. And they don't expect Cliff to make it through the night. Would you come to the hospital and meet me there and pray with me and pray with Cliff and, and read some scripture? And I said, of course, Lynn. So Pastor Don and I made our way up to St. Paul's Hospital, but it wasn't easy. It was a cold, bitter night. And I dressed as quickly as I could because I felt some urgency to get over to St. Paul's to, to be with Cliff and get to be with Lynn. And I get out, Don and I are dressed in warm clothing, and I open our garage door, and I press our garage door opener, and it goes, and the door goes up about six inches. I press the garage door opener and it comes down. I press the garage door opener again. It goes up about eight inches. Press it down. Well, I made a bit of progress. It goes up about 10 inches. Pressed it about five times, never went past 10 inches. Well, I said to myself, you can't open these things manually. My Ford Lariat has a nice little feature on the, on the box uh, gate. And you can pull out a step out of that gate so you don't have to make that big leap. So I pulled the step out, stepped up, and got into the box and grabbed the string to open the door. And the door starts coming. It's cold, it's miserably cold out. And the door gets entangled with my step. And now I'm yanking and pulling and it won't come up because it's all entangled with my step and I'm feeling more and more of an urge. I've got to get to the hospital. I'm supposed to be there with Cliff. And I pull and I yank and I pull and I yank and nothing is happening. And then through some combination of wisdom and brute strength and mostly anger, um, I, got the, I got the step to give in and I got the garage door open, but it took about 25 minutes. A door that opens and opens well matters. And when people are invited and they come here, we open the door to them. It needs to be a really warm, warm welcome. Uh, 1 Timothy 3, verses 2 and 3, an overseer, that's those of us who oversee in the church, must be in second line right near the end there, must be hospitable. Now, hospitable does not mean you're really good at making apple pies. It's not what the word means. The word hospitable means lover of strangers. Christian leaders are supposed to be lovers of strangers. We're supposed to have big hearts towards people we don't know. 
lovers of strangers. Titus chapter 1, uh, verses 7 and 8 says the same thing. Overseer, line 3, end of the line, must be hospitable. We must be lovers of strangers, warm, big hearts to people we don't know. Romans chapter 12 and uh, verse 13. Uh, the church, now, now it's not just talking to me, it's saying the church must be contributing to the needs of the saints, practicing hospitality. The church needs to be a really hospitable uh, Place hospitality should mark us. So I've had a really, really busy week. I didn't have as much time to uh, prepare for this message as I normally would like to have, and and I was thinking those verses are good, but there's got to be more. And so I'm reading this book, uh, "Becoming a Welcoming Church." Yesterday afternoon, uh, just putting my head down for a half an hour or so before I came to minister at service last night. And I read Hebrews 13, 2. Don't neglect to show hospitality. Don't neglect to show love for strangers. For by doing this, some have welcomed angels as guests. <laughs> some of you are going to meet an angel in your life who's going to be a difference maker in your life. But the first thing you have to do is say hi to some strangers. <laughs> We have to have big hearts towards people who we don't know yet. And then 1 Peter 4, verse 9. Listen to this. This is talking to all of us. 1 Peter 4, verse 9. Be hospitable to one another. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Be hospitable to one another. 1 Peter 4, verse 9. Be hospitable to one another. And, and here's how that ends without complaining. Now, I know human nature well enough because I'm a human, and some of you are hating this sermon already because you're thinking, Pastor, you're expecting me to be friendly and warm and, and open with people I don't know? I don't like that, Pastor. And we're already letting some grumbling grow inside of us. And the Holy Spirit is so smart. He says to Peter, write, be hospitable to one another. And, and just add this in there at the end. Holy Spirit, Peter, write this in at the end. Add in without complaining. We need to be excited about loving strangers, making people... We don't know yet, strangers to us feel welcome. It is so, so, so important. Uh, you say, oh, I don't know if it's as important as you're trying to make me think, Pastor. Well, uh, I uh, suspect it really is important. Let me read to you. Uh, this story. It's the story of Ella. So the author of this book, Tom Rayner, does church consulting. And what he does when he goes into a church that wants consulting is he says, give me the last 70 or 80 of your connect cards or whatever you call them and show me the ones that have never, never came back to your church. 
and he phones every one of the guests who filled out connect cards and never came back. And he asks them, why didn't you come back? This is one of the stories he got. Name is Alice. She's just moved to uh, a new city. And uh, her husband doesn't attend church, but she's decided now that she's in this new town, she's, she's going to get her and her three children, all under the age of seven, back in church for the last two years she hadn't been going. So she's new in the community. She passed a church. She saw the church sign, and she noted in her mind that that would be a good place to visit the next Sunday. So uh, she looked up the church on the website, found the time of the service, and planned to visit. Sunday morning came. She got ready to go to church. Website indicated the service started at 10.15. It actually started at 10 o'clock. They had changed to 10 o'clock seven months before but they never got around to putting it on their website that church was now at 10 o'clock. So she thought she was arriving uh, 10 minutes early, but she had arrived five minutes late. She gets there five minutes late, and uh, there's no empty parking spots, there's no guest parking, so she has to park long ways away. And worse yet, as she's on her way to church, it had started to rain. So now she's got three little kids, she's going to church for the first time, she's got to walk half a block to church in pouring rain. Gets to the church, there's nobody, everybody's already in, she doesn't have a clue how you get in. Uh, and she looks at what to her seems to be obviously the front entrance. She gets to the front entrance. The door is locked. What looks like the front entrance isn't the front entrance. She walks around and has to try about three doors to get into the church before she finds a way into the church. And by then she's even wetter and two out of three of her kids are crying. She gets into the church, and the greeters are already in the worship service. There is nobody nowhere. So she starts walking around in the church down hallways, trying to figure out where her kids are supposed to be. After three walks down three different hallways, she finally finds the kids' ministry. And then she comes into church, and she's not too happy. She's having a little trouble getting connected with Jesus. But she fills out the Connect card, and she really filled it out for only one reason. She said, I wonder if anybody will ever connect with me. And guess what? Nobody did. Good news is Alla was determined and she was a Christian and she did find a church. But in talking to Mr. Rayner, as she said, and now I read it to you, if I were not a Christian, and if I had only summoned the courage for one church visit, I would never have returned to any church after that experience. We have to be hospitable. We have to be good at saying, come in. We are so thankful that you've listened in to the Neighborhood Church Podcast. 
If you have questions or comments about what you've heard, we would love to hear from you. Go to the podcast description and follow the link to get in touch with us. Everything we do would not be possible without your generosity. If you would like to give, check out that same link in the podcast description. If you have enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and share it with your friends. Thank you again for listening. God bless you.